2: everybody and welcome to Neon Twilight with your host Solaris Blue Raven. Tonight we're going to be going into the mystical Christianity and the Holy Grail and uh, a little bit of of, um, Arthurian legends too. So it's going to be a very eclectically oriented flow of insight and information that that we're going to be kicking into. Welcome to the show, Solaris. Uh, you picked this topic, and it's a it's a doozy.
3: Well, thank you, and, and thank you. Uh, it's always a pleasure to connect with you again. Well, thank you, Barbara, and welcome everybody. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Um, you know, we both kind of went through the material a little bit, and you know, the concept of mystic, excuse me, Christianity is very interesting. You, you kind of think of Christianity as kind of linear. But when you bring the mystical alchemy forward with this, and I, and I see that there's a lot of almost paganism symbolism and also metaphors, we can probably dive into that a little bit. But it's very interesting this chapter. And of course, I have a, a very um, interesting inter- well, I'm very interested in King Arthur, so.
2: And the oh yeah. Merlin
3: and all that wonderful the tales of old, you know. So. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I you know when 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 I looked at the title and I said, you know, mystical Christianity. What the heck is that? And and I was surprised. It's it's not your standard religious Christianity. It's a more mystical form of it and um it it comes from a, a different place and I was I was really um intrigued by by the by the interpretation that Manly P. Hall put into all of this in that um Christos or the sun god did not necessarily mean Jesus it meant you know somebody who had risen to the level of of the Christos consciousness and mm-hmm. so and and so and, and then he points out that throughout time there have been many that have gotten to that level to that point that had that Christos um Energetic that could do the the magic and the mysteries and the you know and and all of the stuff that, that Jesus eventually did as well, but he was part of a lineage mm-hmm. he was not um, the only one that ever had that element of consciousness and I think that 's something that that so many people when they get when when they get into talking of Christianity they're talking of from a religious standpoint as opposed to a mystical standpoint. And the mystical to me was far more entertaining actually than, the, than the Bible, which was mm-hmm. written by a whole bunch of men. Um, right. And, 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 and you know, the, the Bible was creating a religion mystical Christianity mm-hmm. explains, um, a consciousness and they're very different Th- though Jesus mm-hmm. did fit a lot of the criteria over his lifetime um, in in many places I think one of the things that fascinated me was that according to disciples and according to many other um, uh, historical people of the time Jesus did live beyond the crucifixion. He did not He was not crucified. He did not die. He lived into his later years. And there are many mm-hmm. um, there are many places out there that, that speak of his being, especially, the one that I remember, is of him being in, in India, being called Esau. And, and actually his grave is there, and um, you can visit his grave there in India. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it to me it was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not right. what the Bible talks about, and yet the Bible talks very little about a lot of this, except they, they talk about him in reference to prophecies that have been made and how he filled prophecies. And it makes one wonder, did they create this person – in retrospect, to fulfill a prophecy, as opposed to speaking about a living, breathing human person.
3: Agree. Mm-hmm. It's like they cherry-picked everything. Once again, censorship and editing when it comes down to any type of ancient text, including Bibles. But I, I do find it interesting, and I, and I agree with you insofar as the Christos, the Christed One, the Anointed One, and I believe that we probably had this discussion before. But the, the higher self, over so superconscious aspect, all correlates to that. So divinity within the cosmic lineage, which was our starseed bloodline, in my opinion. So I, I look at it in the corridor, but I find it to be, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I see when I look at this whole thing. And it, and it is a metaphor in a sense. And you kind of wonder if they did it on purpose. They left so much out. Was it on purpose in a sense of just editing and control? Or was it just, do um, you leave the mystery there and make people do the work?
2: Well, I think uh, in many ways they, they, uh, whoever was writing the Bible at that particular time when Constantine said, "Put a Bible together for me," um, they had to have a story, and in order to have a story, they had to have a main character, and so Jesus became that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I'm not speaking of my own you know my own belief system here. I'm talking about what it it appears that this is what happened according to Manley P. Hall. And and it it is interesting in that they took uh, fables and they took legends and they wove them all together into a one person. But then if you go back and you look throughout history, especially in, in Greece, um, there are many that, that were born teachers who had disciples, who were crucified for their beliefs and things like that. There, it, It's not that he mm-hmm. was the only one and and i think the interesting thing is when it comes to they 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 talk they don't talk much at all about his his life until he began teaching and then he taught for a year and he died and it just doesn't make sense to me there's there's mm-hmm. there's something wrong with right. it there's something missing with it um and yes we're going back 2000 years and you know it it's hard to put this all together but according to the um those those historians of the day, and Josephus is the main one, he mentioned that there was a Jesus Christ, but he didn't go into much detail, and he didn't go into the crucifixion, and he didn't go into a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. if you, if you do research back into the, now the Egyptians had, Wonderful histories. The Romans had good histories. If you go back into those histories of of, of two thousand years ago, you don't find mention of Jesus wandering the hillsides and everything else. And yet, and yet, according to those people that wrote the Bible, you know, it, it was a big deal. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: you do you do right. wonder is the Bible a textbook of philosophy as opposed to a person? Is, mm-hmm. is the Bible cre- creating a person to worship? It, 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 the whole thing was to create a religion, and when you create right. a religion, you have to have people to worship. So, mm-hmm. if you look at you it purely mechanism. from a yeah yeah if, if you look at it purely from a political standpoint, um, it makes sense what they did and you know if he yes. and, and having him reporting that he survived the crucifixion or or even the accusations and went on to live a very good life teaching in india that that is not the kind of material you need to base a religion on you have to have someone who has sacrificed his life and if if you don't have someone you create someone
3: mhm right Exactly. So, that's where it kind of dovetails into the, the Arthur, the legend of King Arthur in a sense of just the, the mythology behind it to some degree. There's this, there's this kind of nebulous aspect to Arthur, the round table, but also esoteric symbolism as well. And even with the Christ, I mean, that's esoteric symbolism. It's mystery school teachings to some degree, even though it was rewritten and re-identified in the books of religion and Bibles. And I think, I think it was all about control and manipulation for that and you know, definitely um, I think you're right. I think you're very right on a lot of levels, but it comes down to why they did what they did. But in my opinion, it's still alchemy, any way you look at it, and the idea behind people having to suffer and go through so much pain, and and it's just the torture and the persecution. You know, in my opinion, I don't believe we have to go through that at all. I I don't find that maybe a self-journey or a shadowing of self when you're going through your own gnosis in the dark, you know, tides of the mind, but not, not like a physical aspect of going through something like that. That's just me.
2: Well, no, no, I agree with you. I think that, that we do go through a dark night of the soul, all of us, at some point in time in our life, and it, it isn't always apparent to other people that we're going through that dark night in the soul, that that questioning of faith, that questioning of purpose in life, that, that being, you know, coming to, face-to-face with ourselves in the mirror and either liking or not liking what we see and, and making changes so that... Um, we all go through that, and and at some point in time in our lives, sometimes many many times, depending on you know the person and the consciousness and and all of those those things rolled in, up into one. But it does feel to me as though, um, you, you know, it it's the Bi I've always said the Bible was allegorical. It was symbolic. It was you know, it was giving us a a message but it was it was it was a a subtle message it wasn't in the black and white it isn't in the story it's a story and it, what the story teaches something um jesus supposedly taught by parables
3: and that's what the bible mm-hmm. is it's another parable Mhm. exactly yeah and think about how long people have been going through those cycles and belief systems and you know, you put that energy into the ether and it does manifest to some degree and so far as something tangible, but not, not as tangible as people realize when you get into the, the over-soul aspects of what we're really doing here on this world, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, well,
2: that's a good question. And these days it's a really good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but you know, you, you, you get to a point where we're in, in your development, evolution, transformation, whatever you want to call it, where you do begin to question and you do begin to um, un- try to understand things to a deeper level than, than you have before. And, and quite often you see the symbols and you understand that they're symbols and then trying to figure out what they mean is a whole other trip for you. But uh, I think that everybody gets to a point in time in their life where they, do, they, they step back and they have that dark night of the soul. Where they are all mm-hmm. alone in the wilderness, and they have to make choices for themselves. And um, yep. you know the 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 story of Jesus in the desert with the devil, you know, saying, "I'll give you everything. All you have to do is, you know, forsake, you know, God." And and it, I think we all have that moment in time. I, I can I can remember a couple of my own where where it was kind of like. I felt like something bad was going to happen to me, and yet I felt I was protected, and I, I, I went back and forth between, you know, do I, do I choose an easy way out or do I continue on the way I'm going? And, you know, obviously I'm here, so I continued on, but um, it's, it's kind of like we have those times in our lives when, when we're, even if we're surrounded by tons of people, we are all alone. And and you know everyone has felt that. Everyone has been at a place and time in their life where, no matter how many people were around them, they felt all alone. They felt as though they nobody got where they were, and they had to handle things by themselves. And it was a it it, it it's a serious, mm-hmm. frightening and and
3: exciting period of time. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, going through those cycles of progression sometimes opens up the self to that awareness of, of who we really are as, as multidimensional, higher self-related beings. And also the, that source, creator source, everyone to define it is also the overseer to some degree. So even through those dark tides, you know sometimes I think we try to control, least I know myself and in the past and the illusion of, I've always had that, you know, trying to get in the way and control and manipulate the outcome or at least, you know, try to do my best in person at will. And sometimes you just have to let go of that. So I do find that through the crisis, and especially during this timeline, I think that people are going to be forced into going through that as well. Or there's just there's an overseeing energetic that's beyond this realm that will assist on that level and they'll tune in and dial into it consciously and subconsciously. That's just my own take. Probably digress, but. No, I,
2: no, no I, I agree with you. I think that that coming coming face to face with reality and and not having any control over it other than I accept or I don't accept. Um. It it, it puts you in. in in a very unique, unusual position and I think that that certainly that was a time frame for humanity two thousand years ago, however many whatever it was, where where it was time for people to make choices and decisions and they did. Now, if that situation had happened today, it would have been very different because of course you know there are more questions to ask and there are more you know you 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 don't know who's wearing the white hats anymore or no nobody's mm-hmm. wearing a white hat they're all wearing gray right. hats so yeah. it it's kind of like okay so we don't know who's who's right and who's wrong and therefore we have to step back and we have to make choices and decisions within ourselves and that's hard when when suddenly Everything is taken away, and all you have to rely upon is yourself. That's a hard
3: thing to do. Mm hmm Yeah. And it's interesting because after all these years, even with the Christ teachings and the religion, the story is the same. There's no growth. It's the same program over and over again. And I look at things like that, like, what happened? It's like a dead end. No offense to anybody. but I'm just saying it, it just feels like what stopped? No, Nobody got it. Nobody got more information, more access, more gnosis. It was just like it just went to one book, uh, what, however it wants to be defined, and that's it. And then it closes the chapter, and that's the way it is, and there's nothing else. And to me, that's, that's, that is a suspect thing right there when I look at it.
2: Well, when the Bible was written, after they chose all the books, Constantine ordered all of the other material burned so that nobody would have the opportunity to take a look at the other sides of arguments and questions and stuff like that. Now, today, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're finding parchments and things like that, that that escaped the fire, so to speak. But um, I don't know. I, get, I just get the feeling that, that organized religion, the way it is now, is not going to survive. Now, spiritual mm-hmm. aspects are certainly going to, to continue to grow and expand and, and and stuff like that but but organized religion is so locked into the Talmud or or the Bible or you know it's it's locked into that material that was written so very long ago and it's not current it it you know mm-hmm. you know the 10 commandments certainly apply to everybody but but it's, there's got to be more. There's got to be a deeper sense of understanding of where the consciousness is going and what is going to guide mm-hmm. it, and, um, and and those things you find within yourself. But mm-hmm. but the the, myth, the mystical Christianity I found fascinating because it really didn't take you to you know the creation of Christianity. It didn't really. Say okay, so that's that's all of this goes together and it creates Christianity. It kind of just left you hanging. It's like you know, Mm -hmm. this was reference to this and this was reference to that, and it's it you know this comes from Egypt, this comes from Greece, and and so it 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 takes everything away, but doesn't leave you with anything except obviously Mm -hmm. the fact that you search within and it's, it's a journey within. And nobody can give you a handbook. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, yeah, exactly. that's, what everybody is, that's what everybody is looking for. You know, just give me the handbook. Tell me exactly what to do and how to do it, and then I'll get to where I have to be. And the reality mm-hmm. is if you don't find it within yourself, and it's different for everybody, that's what I think is so important for people to hear. It's different for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, you know absolutely. you you can't you can't do what your neighbor does you can't I mean there's no way I could have lived through what what you went through and you probably wouldn't have had thrills going through what I went through so but but mm-hmm. it it got each of us to this point in time with a different set of background materials but to the mm-hmm. same place and and I yeah. think that that's what everybody has to hear that there is not one. Way in order to get to that place of enlightenment, or on your road to enlightenment. I mean, I'm not saying that that um, you know, maybe I'm 30 or 40 watts. I'm definitely not a 60 water yet, but you know, as far as brilliance goes, but but you know, you 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 do it a little bit at a time, and it, you take baby steps. And so many people want to take giant steps, and. Mm-hmm. Arrive, and the, the the reality is, when you arrive, you usually croak and start all over again someplace else, another yeah, world, another it. dimension. <laughs> it, right? Yeah, no, I agree with you on that yeah. one. But it, it is it, a frequency. It, yeah, go
3: ahead.
2: No, I I was going to say it's like it's like having a car and not having the owner's manual, and getting the owner's manual the day after you sell the car and get a different one.
3: Mhm. Yeah, kind of. It's a, the journey. A
2: it's yeah. the journey. It, it's, it's it has to be the journey. It's not arriving. It's it's how you take that journey. Do you are you nasty to people? Are you kind to people? Are you you know good to yourself or bad to yourself? Do you do kind things for the world or whatever? That's what determines your level of awareness and your spirituality. It it has nothing to do with classes you take and degrees you get. It has nothing to do with that
3: has to do with living your life. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. I I think that
3: part of that is the frequency shift, too. You know, when you're just just in a different zone, you change the dynamic by vibration. So, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So how
2: how would you say to somebody who wants to change their vibration or their frequency, how would you say to them, okay, this has worked for a lot of people, you might want to try this? Well, you
3: know, we've had these discussions before, but I would say anything use for them would be from meditation, affirmations, toning, singing, uh, whatever they utilize that tunes them in and dials them into their higher self. But we're so super conscious and obviously reading the right materials that helps infuse more light into the body so that they're not, you know, when you do start to receive enlightenment, I mean, first of all, we need to let go of anything that's holding us a limitation. Sometimes that's baggage, emotional, mental, physical, whatever it is. We need to drop that and then infuse the body with more light, light energy, light consciousness, more illumination of spirit. And all that gets cycled into the system, in my opinion. Then we have the cellular, um, where the cellular regeneration starts to happen, where where energy comes through and more gnosis and information and, and enlightenment, in my opinion. So I think it is a personal journey, but to start, I would do something like that. What I have noticed on the timeline, this is very challenging right now. If you're not in the right place at the right time physically... If you're living in an environmental condition where there's a lot more static in your environment, whether it's work-related, business-related, um, relationships, or just the physical states themselves, because there is a horrible – I mean, I'm saying it. I'm telling you, there's some weird energy going around, cycling around in each state, and that will affect energetically the beings that are there. So pay attention to that. Uh, it's just my opinion in my two cents. is something I've noticed even where I'm at right now, so – uh, that will definitely interfere with your peace of mind, you know, and your and the way you want to project your consciousness. That's true.
2: Um, there are, I, I'm finding a lot of people. Oh, I, good good question for you. I have noticed that. Now I've had ringing in my ears for a very long time, and it's it's not tinnitus. It's downloads, and they get louder and louder and louder, and then they kind of gentle off for a while and they get louder and louder and louder. And I'm noticing a lot of people calling me and saying, I'm having ringing in my ears, you know, and it's like um, that's how a lot of people experience downloads. Are there other Mm -hmm. ways that they experience the downloads? The ringing in the ears for me is a natural and if ever my head went silent, I'd worry that I, you know, they ran out of material
3: or something. Well, I think you're just dialing to other frequencies, too, and and you're expanding your consciousness and vibration to a point where you can access that. And I agree. There's a thin line between high-frequency downloading and then where I've been, and I do know that they have some ramped-up covert streaming going on when it comes down to aerial warfare. So some people might be getting that, but I'm not saying they are. And for for the downloads, I would say um, just setting the intent, maybe doing some remote viewing or even just programming your mind before you go to sleep at night to ask for a download, a cosmic download, spiritual download. More, ask, more access to your higher self or, or source mm-hmm. or whatever it is you want. And that's just asking and doing. And I think that people forgot how to do that. Somehow we, everybody's relying on things. You know, they're just kind of, whether it's a technology, a computer, an iPhone, it's like just do it, just just ask. Ask the universe, ask spirit. That's what I would say.
2: Well, I think they're asking for, I, I have found so many people that, you know, can I study with you, do I get a certificate? Um, certificates... You know, the only thing a certificate tells you, and this goes even for a college degree, a master's degree, a Ph.D., the only thing it says is you had enough money to buy it.
3: It doesn't well, mean PhD, that you are. Yeah, that's linear. <laughs> so
2: go ahead. Yeah. Go
3: ahead.
2: Yeah, but, but no, I agree. I know P, I know
3: Ph.D.s that can't tie their shoes. Right. Well, it's a boys' club, girls' club, and you go to Harvard and MIT and all these, no offense to anybody, but my point is that it's a club. It's a club, and it gives uh-huh. you the um, ability and access to have a great job with a lot of money. But insofar as data codes go and information, they're, it's very limited. But people don't know that because they're in their own little circles. They're in their own little clubs. They don't care. As long as they get their little piece of paper that says they can do something better and make lots and lots of money, they're going to do it. So, um, But, yeah, we're defined not by a piece of paper but our state of being. I mean, I don't think we we're defined by anything, quite honestly. We're, we're very infinite. If we really look at ourselves, we're just co-creators navigating timelines and consciousness. I mean, it's very – I like to use the word nebulous because I think when we take everything down to who we are as star beings and just look at the star body, that's all we are, energy, you know, and how we define ourselves here is a whole different ballpark. That's just what I see. Yeah, but,
2: you know, well, you're absolutely right, and I agree with you, but how many people are able to step back and realize that they are
3: riding around in an avatar, and that avatar is not really them? Correct. Oh, I don't think they know. I think a lot of them are slept. Um, I would say even possibly having like synthetic altars almost or different aspects that aren't even connected to them. Who knows? Maybe a, a different aspect that's running the show and they're not even involved in that. So I want to say like attachments or some kind, you know, some kind of entity, but who knows? But yeah, I think that is going on. And that's why the grail is so significant. When we talk about the earth or the grail, to me, the Holy grail is illumination. I mean, when you drink from the Holy grail, it's like the Holy spirit. It's like filling your body up with what we're t- discussing. Gnosis uh, connection to source. who you really are as a spiritual consciousness, higher multidimensional being. I mean, I think that is a big deal, and people don't have that. They're they're, they're just starving for that grail, and they're not getting it. And, of course, it is a personal journey. It's a spiritual journey. But somewhere along the road, and I'm sure you were the same as I, in the sense that something just put us on the path. And whether we were conscious of it or not, we just were guided to certain things. We read about certain things. We went into the the areas where we attracted the right people into our orbits and then just progressed. And and I find that that's beautiful and that's magical. I don't know if that happens for everybody. Well, it,
2: no, I, I totally agree. And one of the one of the biggest um, lessons I I have gotten in the last forty or fifty years, I can remember sitting on my back porch talking to God at three o'clock in the morning, just you know saying hi, how are you, and you know. This is what's going on in my life, and I, I would like to have things change, and I would like to, cha- I would like to make this happen or this happen or, or whatever. And, you know, I waited, and, you know, I, I said, you know, very casually, you know, a burning bush is fine, a shooting star, and, you know, however you want to give me the message, I'll, I'll be happy to get it. And I heard a male voice say right out loud, just get out of the way. <laughs> and okay. and it was like that's it, <laughs> <You know? laughs> no thee or thou or whatever. But and and in reality, I was my ego was looking at my life, deciding what I should do, and then I was putting the order in for it to happen because I knew best what was right for my life, and the, my ego does not know what's right for my spirit's journey. Mm -hmm. And it it was basically get out of the way. The spirit will draw to you what's needful, go with the flow, and things will be fine. Try to manipulate it. Try to steer. Try to take control of something you have nothing, you have no frame of reference for at all. Is stupid, and you'll hit the wall and get a migraine. Mm -hmm. Now, knowing that, I still get migraines. <laughs> I still mm-hmm. get to places in my life where I where I want to, oh, fine tune something or change something just a little, and and I know when it comes to my pathway that it's get out of the way. Things mm-hmm. will come to you, and and you know that's what happens. I'm that's how Nightlight became a network. I did not say I want a network. I didn't say anything i just i guess asked to be worthy and and you know that was basically it and um over the last year we have what four or five extra people that are on nightlight now and Mm -hmm. none of them were sought all of them including you asked if you know you could be a part and
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so so waiting for people to ask to be a part was the lesson for me instead of oh they'd be good on the show why don't i see if they'd like to do a show and and, and so i have totally taken my hands off and i'm always blown away when someone out of the blue says oh, i'd like to do a show and you know it's like and, and, and 99% of the time it's somebody that that I would be hesitant to ask, but was delighted to have, because I mm-hmm. remember years before you, you approached us, I think Mark approached you, um, you know, a couple of years earlier, and I, I remember talking to him and saying, I would love it if Solaris would do a show on Night like That would be so cool. And, and yeah. you know, and then it happened, but in its own time, in its own way.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's the way it worked. and it morphed into you know, it, <laughs> which is great. I love it. I love you being here with me during the show. It's wonderful. But it's.
2: I think that I think people have to understand that that there really is a plan. There really is. Uh, <laughs> there's a roadmap, but if we try to take shortcuts, we get in our own way and we prolong the the whole thing. So it's it's a matter of stepping back. And watching, getting out of the way, certainly participating when appropriate, but not trying to manipulate. And, and that's you know, I always want to make things better. I always want to get my hands in there and you know, and, and you know, jerk things around a little bit. But it doesn't work that way. And
0: no. And
2: and, and it's that way not only with a radio show, but with life. Life itself. It, it's sort of like. I forget what the saying is, but it's something like don't waste your time worrying about what you don't have. Start celebrating what you do.
0: Mm-hmm. And That's
2: nice. if you if you do that, if you celebrate what you've got, then it brings greater abundance into your life. And sometimes you have nothing. And I've been there. And... My mother said to me, you know, you are totally broke and you're in debt up to your ears and you're happy. Why? And, you know, I I said to her, stock market can do anything it wants. It won't touch me at all. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I, I don't have any money so that nobody can come after me for money. And what I owe, I will pay off as I can, when I can, and I have, but, Mm -hmm. but it's, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because there's nothing I can do. I have to let the universe take care of it, and the universe took care of it beautifully. Not in mm-hmm. any way I would have imagined, but it did. So, so, and, and I'm not saying sit back and wait for things to happen. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying live your life as best you can, as well as you can, and try not to manipulate situations, just allow them. Mhm that means you right. that we'll means you get a reader. job yeah. and you work you know and and um mm-hmm. so many times you know people have said to me um somebody just lately who said um she had she had two of her her dreams had um had died and she really thought you know I won't be here next year I I might as well die too and it was like well, wait a minute, just because dreams die doesn't mean you die. It means you have, re- you have room for more dreams, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just because you thought those were your dreams, that doesn't necessarily mean what your spirit is dreaming of or what your spirit is trying to bring into your life. And True. let thing you know, let, be, because so often our egos get in the way and they mess us up so totally because they think they know what's best for us, and they don't. Mhm. I mean,
0: sure, my right. ego yeah,
2: gets my, yeah, my, yeah. E- my ego gets me in more trouble, and you know, it's kind of like <laughs> I see it coming, and I don't dodge it. It's just there. <laughs> <laughs> Course correct. Well, I, I think that's I think that's part of life. So I think you know you 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 know there's a lesson there. You figure the lesson out, and once you miss one lesson, another one hits you in the face. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of I, I I said once that I thought that I, I would accept no more karmic debt. I wanted it all rolled over to the next lifetime. I would never know what what hit me when it came next lifetime because you know it would just hit me and I deal with it then. But um, apparently karmic debt is still being dumped here and there so it's it's uh, an adventure but if you look at it that way it doesn't make it quite so bad you know there are struggles mm-hmm. but you, 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 and that old saying you know God never gives you more than you can deal with and mm-hmm. what, who was it it was Mother Teresa who had a saying that was I know God thinks very highly I, I know God thinks very highly of me I just
3: wish he didn't think so
2: highly of me that he gives me so much to do.
3: Hmm. Interesting. Well, it is, a, it is a strange timeline. I mean, this has been very intense for everybody. So, uh, you know, if everybody's dealing with a little extra, whether it's inertia or just uh, maybe maybe the personality being too intense or whatever, I think it's just part of the course right now. We're in the midst of a lot of uh, transitioning. So that's, uh-huh. that to me, I see. I, I call it the transfiguration to some degree. It is a burning away. Um, you know, it uh, just feels that way to me. I mean, not only physically with forest fires, this and the other, there's just something else transmuting alchemically that's burning and, and purging and destroying with fire, and and to me that is a huge alchemical process. So, and it doesn't mean we just like go poof. You know, it just means that to me I see the world like that. Everything is alchemically changing in a harsh way. Um, people are not being very kind to each other. Not everybody, but you see what's going on and what's happening here and there with these different areas with Russia and this that and the other and. It just gets intense, you know. The energetic is spiking. Now, even if we ignore it, even if we don't watch the news, the energetic signatures are still spiking up from the behavioral patterns of people that are, that are working in those hives that are, that are creating this havoc. So I look at it as alchemical change, like, like it's just a wave of alchemy changing the field. And that's, that's pretty much what I'm seeing. So if people are having this strange dream time or whatever it is, I know, I don't know if I told you this, but I've been getting, the flight paths all of a sudden decided to come through my area, my house, I have a flight change where where flight paths from airlines are now constantly over my house, okay, which is extremely disturbing to me. And I've contacted and I've contacted. I've been complaining, and I'm like, I'm actually debating whether or not I want to move because I don't want this anymore. This is too much. And I'm not talking like one or two planes an hour. We're talking nonstop. And first of all, you have to ask yourself, what changed? What changed? What happened? I live up in the mountains, away from people. So what happened? So I'm just using myself as an example. But, but it is interesting. That changed my whole environment. You know, I went from peace with birds and nights quiet to noise nonstop with jets. It's insanity. Yeah, that can, that can definitely uh, get on your nerves for sure. Well, it does. It gets me kind of, um, I can't explain it. It just kind of fires me up. You know, I can feel the dragon in me, kind of, the scales are kind of moving, you know. <laughs> like, It's like being in my lair and having people surround you with all these noises. And, and it's not like they're just like, you know, flying like you can see them from your window. They're literally going directly over the house. It's crazy. So I was just, I I don't want to digress with it, but I just want to give you an example of the weird that's going on and, and why um, I look at this like disturbance, you know, everything's a disturbance. And even if you get away from it and you create your own sanctuary there's something atmospheric-wise that's trying to disturb and shake it up, so that's why I keep saying alchemical change and process, you know, because it's really weird.
2: Well, so, it, if anybody it's has any thoughts Let me know. <laughs> well, I, I I think I think everyone is is going through a major change, and and when you do that. It's it's like a snake you're shedding a one skin to let another one emerge. And sometimes mm-hmm. the tightness of the old skin is so frustrating and and restricting that you're almost claustrophobic in your own skin.
3: Mhm, that's a good analogy. Yeah. So,
2: that, I so that, that um so that there is people are more easily upset these days than ever before. People mm-hmm. are 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 more more inclined to fly off the handle than ever before. Um, people are not as tolerant as once they were. There's there's a sense of I don't have time to play this game, mm-hmm. and where where people um, I, I I've noticed uh, a, a lot of people I know are either buying or selling. Um, a house and people are saying this is the price if you want it at this price fine but I'm not going to bargain with you I'm not going to haggle with you I'm not going to go back and forth um, I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot more of that you know usually it was it was a give and a take and a bargaining thing not anymore it's that's the price that's what I want I'll wait for the next person if you're not it
3: mm-hmm. and yeah I agree with you yeah
2: so it's you know there's that there there's the fact that there are shortages of strange and wonderful things out there. And, you know, every time you try to, um, build up something in your garage, um, it turns out you're building up the wrong thing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that frustration. There's, there's, you know, first of all, they're saying there's going to be a wheat shortage and then there's going to be another kind of shortage. And, um, it's it's like just tell me what to prepare for and I'll prepare. But giving me all of these these, these mixed signals is driving
3: me nuts. hmm Yeah, I think that's I, the whole idea. You know, is to create that confusion and also fear. Well, you know,
2: I, I, I survived the toilet paper shortage. Um
3: Yes. You need and, a t shirt for and, that. <laughs> I have one.
2: I have one. I have one. Mm-hmm. It's 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 three cats, four cats with masks on them, and it says 2020, the year when shit got real, and instead of zeros on this 20s, it's toilet paper. Oh, um, that's cute. And and I've got toilet paper. You know, I I can supply the town for a while in my garage, but that's not what they're going to have shortages of this time. And and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like um and, and then I have friends who are getting the um the emergency food stuff. The the prepper stuff. It's mm-hmm. good for twenty five yeah, years. Mhm. Um I have a bucket of that. Which which will last me for fifty two meals. Um mm. and and you know, it's it's kind of like you don't know what it is that is going to be crucial that you're going to run out of,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and it's it's sort of like get a freezer and stock it up. What if they cut the power? Then you're out of the electricity mm-hmm. and your freeze. You know, I mean, I can I can mm-hmm. I can think of all sorts of things we can do, but also the the alternative of what's gonna you know what's going to happen. My biggest fear is an EMP that takes out the internet.
3: Well, cancel the universe, that, right? Yeah, it's high probability. <laughs> no, I, I say that, next, I mean, but it is a high probability. That would be one of the ones they would use. But yeah, um, you, you think you'd be okay without the internet, or is it just you're you're connected to it energetically, or your shows <laughs> basically? Do you think you'd have a hard time? If uh, you strike me, someone who can adjust.
2: Yeah, but, but you know, it's it's okay. So, without the internet. I don't have communication with any of my friends. Mm-hmm. Without the Internet, I don't have a radio show. Right. Without the Internet, which, which has been the purpose of my life for the last 13 or 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, without, the, without the Internet, um, most of the books that I read, I read on, on Kindle because that's easier for me but right. there wouldn't be a need for me to read a book a week
3: if I wasn't doing a radio show. Right, so the chain reaction there. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I've seen the bucket in the sense of the radio shows, and, yeah, I do a lot of work online, no doubt about it. Well, well that's the other thing. All, the all my
2: writing is, is online.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
2: my website is online. So so if you mm-hmm. took the Internet away from us, well, well, for me especially... Oh, I would, I would feel lost.
3: hmm Right. Well, you establish yourself in that ether, you know, a different kind of ether. Yeah. And I did too. I mean, you know, I remember when it first came out, and I never used a computer. And I remember the year it started coming out, and I, I, I started it with a very minimal website. Nowadays, you know, I've, I've built everything up, and you have too, And the radio shows, yeah, mm-hmm. it, we do everything online. So yeah, it is a big deal. Um, so so hopefully that we won't get to that level. But I find that the strange that's going on right now is unnecessary we don't need to go through this war zone we we just don't need to do this and it seems like it's a progression that they're just wanting to push you know push everybody off that cliff so you know preparation is well, a great yeah. idea i like the water purification you know i think people should have that for sure and the, and the storable food yeah so those are things that can you can have and if you lose power you still have those that's true that's true mm-hmm.
2: i i think that uh you know, and not only like that, but you know, the fuel for the cars—that's so expensive now. It's it's you know ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I if I had to survive without the internet, I would probably find a church and do a lot of volunteer work. Mm-hmm. That's well, probably like said, how I would put you w- in the right place. Yeah, <laughs> we have we have churches here in Tennessee. You can't spit and not hit one.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. Yeah,
2: but uh, but you know, I I think there's a lot of things coming. I I think that um, we are definitely moving towards some sort of a um, climax, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen in November or in January or when it's coming. But there's definitely mm. a we're building to a climax, and I, and I don't know when yeah. it's coming, but. But it, it definitely is, is is out there and sort of waiting for its time, and it, it, it'll 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 time it so that it's of the greatest difficulty for
3: all of us. <laughs> hmm Yeah. And with your radar, you know, you probably hone in on something, whether it's premonition or just like something foreboding. For me, uh, this past I don't know, this past week has been interesting because. I don't know if it's the plains or not, but it's something that's got me really, really wound up. Not in a panicked way, but in a way of I'm in the midst of a battlefield. I'm in the wars on i I'm in a. I feel like I'm in the, an area where I'm, in the crossfire. So I need so to look at where that. Are you lo. Where are you that.
2: located now? Though I'm in the
3: Rocky Mountains Wait. in the Colorado. Okay. Huh. Yeah, and I'm at altitude. I mean, I mean, not altitude, but I'm at elevation. So you know, 8,500 feet. And I, I used to love it up here. I used to love to write up here, and it's always been beautiful, but everything's changing, and the mountains are changing. So it's very interesting. Well, the well, if mountains you anything, let me are know. really...
2: <laughs> well, the, <laughs> I would say that the mountains are probably um, the place where there's a lot of uh, defense stuff.
3: Yeah. And
2: right. you're you're probably... On a flight path for a good reason. Now, as far as transportation, everything goes. I think the tunnels underground are probably um, another thing that's probably um, creating a vibration for you. But the reason the flight paths are ch- paths are changing, I think
3: they follow the uh, tunnels. Hmm, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Highly possible. I know some of these flights are commercial and some are not. I actually tried to find it on, when I looked it up, and I tried to track the flights, and some of them are unidentified. So that's interesting, too. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, yeah, I think, you just know, man. When you're on the radar, it's like Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> well, no, I, think I think you're right. And Energetically,
2: I think what's going on is there is an amazing military buildup that we aren't, we aren't aware of that's going on underground,
3: Mm-hmm. And above. Yeah, I agree. I think it correlates to the skies as well. And I've been watching the skies like you wouldn't believe. I mean, just filming, watching, taking pictures. Yeah. It's been interesting. Because wow. you know how I, I, are, right? You're working energy and oh, consciousness. Yeah. I know you do this. But you know how the field changes when you're working magic or you're doing your thing uh-huh. energetically. And I've done that up here where I can look and I see the fields changing. I've even talked to you, I think, about how my eyes have actually seen the energy. And now yeah. everything feels like it's becoming more weaponized. Like all of a sudden they've taken a vacuum and tried to reconfigure everything in my environment. And I think that's also part of it. But I, I think you're right. I think it has something to do with the the types of uh, technologies and perhaps some of the things they're doing that is connected to military warfare or something other.
2: I yeah, I think that um I think that while it looks like our government is weak it's not and And I feel mm-hmm. and and I can't explain how, but I feel like we will do a first strike against someone, and I don't know who, but mm-hmm. but we will we will do a first strike that will um that that will probably be devastating somewhere, but I don't I, I know I can't tell you exactly how, when or where. But I do believe mm-hmm. that our our military will do a first strike,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I to prevent. And I don't.
3: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, no, the and, and it it and see, there's a difference here. I didn't say the government. I said our military. Correct. So mm-hmm. while right. we all we all perceive that that our our military takes the orders from the government, I don't think that's the case anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. I think yeah.
2: there, is, I think there is a level of our military that does not take orders from our government, and that's what's going right. to create a first strike.
3: I you heard right it on. here, folks. <laughs> and you should put it on your page. But I, I heard it here too. So uh, yeah, I mean, I know they were concerned about Russia this and the other, but uh, the first strike. I, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I would have to agree with you on that. And your radar is really good. So, yeah. Well, hold on Actually, for a ride. Get your cosmic surfboards out, you know, because I'm feeling something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I feel like I need to get out of here. I'm feeling like I just want to leave. So, yeah, but well, where would yeah. you go? And I'm not like that. I don't know. That's my point. You know, to me, I'm always looking at living off planet. You know, and that's not a fantasy. That's me being a, a scientific mystic, and looking at yeah. how we can do these things, what the possibilities, how can we do this? You know, for me, I just feel like we're in the red zone. You know, it's like I've got to get here. <laughs> and I think the planes yeah. have really done that to me. But i thought, you know,
2: well, I've been the planes, and I think that's why. Yeah. So. Well, I I think also, um, harp is going to have something to do with this as well. So, you know, I'm looking for, first strike being almost an almost a natural disaster that is a surprise. So whether it is something like, and I'm saying like because this is just an example. Like triggering the new Madrid fault line to go off so that it splits the country in half um
3: interesting and it,
2: and of course, I'm right in the middle of this, so you know I'll have waterfront property, maybe um'
3: I was say you'll be all right, angels will take care of you
2: uh, yeah no i'm not I'm not worried, but I'm not, i you know, i'm you're more, good. I'm more fascinated with with watching it happen and watching it evolve, I think also um you're gonna see major weather disasters, you know, typhoons, hurricanes, um, tornadoes, the whole thing. Is, mm-hmm. is, it's going to be overwhelming, and it has nothing, hear me, it has nothing to do with climate change and everything mm-hmm. to do with manipulation of weather. And what's going to happen is they are going to eventually trigger something that they can't
3: auto-correct. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And I don't know if you notice or not where you live, but the, the chemtrails, the geoengineering is off the rails over here, if you notice yeah. that at all. How are the skies? Are, is they blue? Can you see the sky and the sun?
2: Can see the sky. Can see the blue. Um, actually, I'm right by an airport, but luckily, find wood to knock on, um, I'm not in a flight path. And oh, good um, for you. Yeah, I don't know how that happened cuz I am 15 minutes from the airport. Um every oh. now and then though, the Black Hawk helicopters go over. Mm-hmm. So, and and they're and they're military. Mhm. So, I I think people should should, you know, be paying attention to the skies because the military helicopters are out there. They're all over the place and it it must again, it means that we are making ready for something, and mm-hmm. the other thing that 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 I can see happening really fast is martial law being declared.
3: Yeah, I, I've and, heard that as well, and I agree with you there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's not um, a good sign. I don't. I don't care for that because you. Yeah, that's can, that can get pretty dangerous. Martial law. Well, the, the yeah. thing is, I see martial law
2: being declared, and then. You know, it it's usually declared because of an emergency. But once it's declared, I'm not seeing the military letting go as soon as people think they should. So that could be dangerous. Mhm. But um but but if it keeps us safe that's what counts.
3: Well yeah, um, that word safe comes in a lot, but I don't feel very safe at all. Actually the less the more that gets delegated into people having control over us uh, or our destiny, I, I, I'm i very, like, that's when I get really, like, taking this wheel and trying to get my
2: way. So, yeah, but, but you, yeah, you know, you know. Tilaris, both, both you and I signed up to be here this time. That's what you say. I'm, I think my
3: ship crashed. I, mean, I don't know about that. But go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I don't
2: think it's an accident. I think that, it's been an interesting that we ride. signed up to be here. I, I think that I think there are a lot of um not that not that you not not that, that, that I or you are ascended master, but I think we're wise people and we've been around a lot and so that we have an element of of security and and trust and faith and all sorts of cool things to share with people. But um I I sit back and I watch and I'm not I'm not, well, let me put it this way. I'm not nervous and I'm not scared. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be mm-hmm. okay. So if that's the case, then, you know, within 15, 20 miles around me it should not be ground zero if it is a well, complaint to someone. But, you know, a- and there is this feeling of it's okay. I'm okay. This
3: mm-hmm.
2: is, you know, this is something that humanity is going through and I'm watching it, but I'm not living it.
3: And, right. That's a big and, difference. Yeah.
2: And, you know, it's it's it's. Um, I mean, I'm counting pennies like everybody else is, but it feels to me as though I just know things are going to be okay. But I do know that we are only on the fringes of how bad it's going to get. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on so,
0: that
2: too. And, and and that doesn't mean that that you know we're going to have the Russians invading on, on, on the shores or anything like that. If anybody's going to invade, it's going to be the Chinese. But, you know, because um, seeing how the Russians are doing at invading, I don't think they'd have much mm-hmm. luck
3: crossing the ocean, too. <laughs> no, I see it more but, like an EMP thing. I, I do see it as a technological thing. And, and they have had the cyber hacking and this, that, and the other going on indirectly, but, you know, if anything at all, I think it would be technology, something to zap the system. Yeah, you know, we have all kinds well, of satellite I, systems to to counter these things, so you know. Well
2: yeah, we do. And and but I think what, what's really um interesting is I don't think the cyber attacking is gonna hit normal people. I think it's gonna hit the big corporations. hmm Yeah, so that, of course. I agree. So so that so that you know, you and I and, and our piddly little paychecks and stuff like that are gonna be just fine. But, but the large guys, the big guys, we're at a we're at a time and place where there are too many powerful corporate entities, and in order for the quote unquote one world government to come in here and take over, they have to get rid of those big corporate entities.
3: hmm Yeah, that's true. So, competition.
2: hmm And a long time ago, um, it was it was um, Bell that had a um that had a um a hold on you know it it had a it, it it had total control of um the telephones and they were forced by the government to break up into smaller companies
0: mm-hmm.
2: because they they were they had a um, monopoly going and i do believe that that we're going to see something like that happening with a lot of the big corporate entities that are out there today um I'd like to see some of those big corporate entities broken up into smaller ones, but um I don't think at the mm-hmm. moment our government is strong enough to do that but but it seems to me that that we're going to be seeing a lot of um the large, powerful corporate people now now there is there is speak there speak of there's talk of the fact that the 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 trilateral the 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 three most powerful cities in the world are Washington D.C. the city of London and um, the Pope and that yep, these I agree three with that. these three entities are really um, they're countries unto themselves they are not part of the country mm-hmm. wherein they exist so yeah, that, that's countries. where
3: D.C. is a foreign country yeah yeah so okay.
2: Those those three are going to be vying for taking over a lot of other stuff, Vatican City. Thank you, Mark. Um, so mm-hmm. hey, Mark. So, so so it's nice to know he's listening. He gives me clues every now and then when I am searching <laughs> for awesome. a word. Uh, he is awesome. He's so helpful. Um, he's
3: Great.
2: So those those three. Um, are going to have to be dealt with, and in mm-hmm. Nostradamus' prophecies, I believe they talk about um, the the city of the seven hills being destroyed. That would be Rome.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and Rome's then, overdue, if
3: you ask me. Quite honestly, <laughs> it's way overdue. Well, it's
2: <laughs> it, it, it is a little frightening, for sure. And so, you know, there, there is a lot coming that, you know, speaking as somebody who just gets these little flashes now and then, and, you know, I used to put them up on the website. I don't anymore because they're usually so so scary. I don't, you know, this website's supposed to be a supportive thing and saying, you know, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And, and all I get are these things that, that, that appear to be frightening but, but aren't. Um, the new Madrid fault line going off, I mean, I swear to you, I believe it's going to go off again
3: soon. well, radar is always uh, really good i mean when have you ever been wrong about your prediction? Let's look at it that way you're pretty You're pretty accurate if you ask me, so um, you know what I keep seeing and i i and I can't the universe, I should say, but the dams are vulnerable, yeah, big time. So if I were, I don't know why I keep. I, I mean, I just do. So I, I find them to be very vulnerable. Yeah.
2: Hoover Dam going would be disaster.
3: Right. Well, there's there's a couple of them, and there's even one. I don't want to say where it's located, but I just get a vibe, you know. And, and I get those radar hits, you know. And I was like, you know, I just ignore them, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, as somebody who has that kind of background, we we both have that kind of detective mind too, where you can kind of yeah. look and see and do an analysis, even on a spiritual level. Excuse me, but it's also on an analytical level too. But it's just like it's like a pattern of lines, and you just see it. You see where the vulnerabilities are, you know, the cracks in the wall, so to speak. I I think, uh, yeah, something to at least, you know, when spirit gives you that information, I would take note of that, not in a fear-based way, but preparation, just be expecting unexpected. Not that it's going to happen or has to happen, but just the idea behind it that these are possibilities.
2: Yeah, and I think um, it's it's. It's not, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't come through as a, you know, uh, alert, 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 you know. It comes through as a mm-hmm. knowingness. I know
0: mm-hmm.
2: that, we're, that, that, that things are going to be happening. I know that the Madras, new Madras line is going to go off again, and, and I'm probably going to be here when it does. Now, the last time it went off, it was, they said, it, w- it was the equivalent of a nine on the Richter scale. It rang wow. bells in Philadelphia it rang bells in Philadelphia. are are you familiar, uh, familiar at all with when it when it went off last time?
3: You know, I think you might have talked about it a little bit on my show once, but if you wanna refresh my memory that would be awesome. It was eighteen thirty eight, eighteen
2: thirty nine in there someplace and when it went off the Mississippi ran backwards. Um mm-hmm. it it it's was so devastating it wiped out. I mean, it, it, in the 1830s, you know, the population wasn't that great along the fault line. It is that great now, and schools that are located along the fa- fault line, um, from from what I've understood, they have um, survival kits um, of three days' food and water for each of the children in the schools in the schools now. Mhm so so they are they they have the they have the material there just in case um i keep I keep saying it's going to go off again i mean there have been um there have been times when it felt like it was really it, it was really going to go because um at one point the Mississippi was kind of it was running dry in areas that it shouldn't have, which would indicate that um that that there were whole there were holes in the Mississippi and it was going down into the mantle um you know where the magma is so that would probably have triggered um something um mm-hmm. within the last couple of within the last couple of years there have been a number of times when the animals started to walk out of Yellowstone and that's a mega volcano um mm-hmm. so so, knowing how our government and other governments as well have been playing with the weather and frequencies. Right. um it's the haiti tsunami I swear to you was harp mm-hmm. i
0: i you yeah.
2: know I will bet i will bet money at least up to five dollars that it was harp mm-hmm. so <laughs> you know no higher but um mm-hmm. so so there's a lot going on that that is being masked as um nature which is not nature but it's harp and then they're blaming mm-hmm. um they're they're blaming global warming for it and it, it has right. nothing to do with global warming it has to do with the frequencies that are being emitted by harp and and i do believe that, um, you know, they had the Havana syndrome um, mm-hmm. with, oh, with yeah. people. Yeah. In it. There were people that were being attacked and having similar experiences at, at the White House. And I mm-hmm. do believe that's har- that's harp oriented
3: Yeah, it's aerial warfare without a doubt. I think I might mention this to you, but I got hit with something twice this past year and a half, and it caused vertigo for a week. And it was coming from the east, and it was satellite driven. So that happened to me. <laughs> So how, it wasn't energy. It wasn't spirit. I know that. It was definitely something technological. And it is um, interesting because I do agree they're terraforming this world in, in a sense of the uh, – that's why I watch the skies, because I see them spraying. I see the geoengineering. This is not These are This is engineering. They're literally uh-huh. manipulating controlling weather patterns, and then they're blaming it on, on global warming. Well, no, that's not the case. This is, they're the cause. They're creating this. They're, they're actually exciting the atmosphere and creating this agenda in a sense of controlling and manipulating weather patterns. And I think it's more about control, like, you know, for other countries, causing droughts, do this, that, the other. And I think it's going to be um, out of control at some point. I think you're right. I think they're going to lose control of this. At, at this point, you know, the skies are white here. We don't see the blue sky very much. I see it for 10 minutes in the morning. I see the sun for a very minimal amount of time, and then it's dim. There's nothing but wow. white skies now. I'm not kidding you. This is my point. I'm like, something way bad. And this is happening uh, because the past three months it's been accentuated. So this is, and I'm not the only one. Other people are telling me other states are getting it. So if you don't see that, count your blessings because it's bad here. Wow. Yeah. And also, we've been well, getting those I, excited fires, too, right? Remember? Uh, we just had another one, another in Boulder County. So there's another fire, wow. and they don't know the cause. Yeah. I mean, and people are like, well, what's going on with Boulder? And I'm like, look at the skies, people. I mean, come on. Look at the skies, okay? Stop listening to mainstream news and look at the skies watch the skies see the planes i mean don't <laughs> oh, yeah. get me started but i i mean it's like you know i'm there with my binoculars checking these things out it's my atmosphere it's my perimeter you know it's common sense yeah. to look up and around your environment i mean it's not like i'm trying to be nosy it's it's right here you know well and I, it's there. i, and I you, think you, that's it
2: well and what gets me is um I know the government asked the farmers to cut back on their wheat production.
3: That's right. How
2: coincidental? I mean, we get our wheat from Russia, and Mm -hmm. and it doesn't doesn't make sense. We are capable of being self-sufficient, but we have cut ourselves off
3: from being self-sufficient.
2: It doesn't make sense.
3: No, it's sabotage. It's sabotage, deliberate sabotage, if you ask me. That's the only way you can look at it. No, it's, like, it's like, you know, why, why are they trying to just, like, I don't want to say suicide themselves, but literally that's what they're trying to do. It doesn't make any sense. Even, like, the water. I mean, we have infinite amounts of water and aquifers, and that's all getting kind of rearranged, so to speak. So, yeah, I think uh-huh. that even, even – uh, I think Biden even mentioned it, like, you know, expects some, some issues concerning food supply. So this is not, in my opinion, an accident. I, I think it's all by design. I really do. But I'm not here to be a guinea pig, and I don't want to play that. I, I don't. <laughs> so, so we'll see where these well, rules, um, yeah.
2: Well, I think we, we we sit back and we do our best to spread um, patience and love and and help people to find their center and and survive this kind of a, of a process, this kind of warfare. Um, I, I, I just A couple of things that, that I'm going to be watching carefully over the next nine months, nine months especially. Um, it feels as though the birth rate is going to be going down tremendously, and it mm-hmm. feels that um, divorce is going to be more frequent. I I think that that there is an irritant that is in the air that is causing mm-hmm. people to be to be less loving, less patient, less everything. Yep, you know, so that there so that there is this 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 uh, 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 you know, this get out, I don't care, I don't love you that you know, there's going to be a lot of that. So I would say the breakup of marriages or partnerships is going to be mm-hmm. increased as well. And, and, again, it's all it has to do with what, what we've been going through. Normally, in, like in New York City, whenever there was a blackout, nine months later there was a baby boom because mm-hmm. there was nothing, nothing else to do. Um, but we've been all isolated and confined for two years.
0: Mm-hmm. One would think right.
2: the, ber- the birth rate would go up, but I will bet money that it goes down
3: mm-hmm. dramatically, yeah, dramatically. Well, I think that's what they so, want. I mean, I think they're trying to call, call that, geo you know, I don't want to say geoengineering, that's the other word, uh, but culling the herd, so to speak. I think they were trying to do yeah, that. Oh, they're,
2: well, they're culling the population, and and, mm-hmm. you know, theoretically, that's what the war was about, but the only thing the war is doing is killing russian soldiers just about i mean you know they're taking the brunt
0: mm-hmm. of it
3: and they didn't right, even well, know they the were going to news war news, right yeah according and that's another thing i'm looking at both sides of the, the mainstream news and i just have to step away from it because i find that something's not adding up with that either but we'll figure it out i'm sure soon enough i i think that they're um you know the us is not about to to back down and you were you know you're talking about like first strike attacks i I think that before the end of this year, we're going to have some major activity going on, and I mean, the next month, April, to me, feels like a very intense timeline. So we'll see where, where we go with that. Well, it's it's
2: it's going to be the military or a part of the military that has gone rogue that is going to do mm-hmm. something, yeah, I can and, see that. and and I would I would say that that uh, yeah, I mean. It's not people that really want to have a dictatorship. It's people that want to have freedom, and their freedoms are being taken away from them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, right. even even, even in the military, their freedom is being taken away from them. So, you know, mm-hmm. how do you fight for something that you don't have? You know, that's, that's right.
3: scary. Yeah, it is. Well, that's conditioning, too. I mean, they break them down and build them up their way, the military to comply uh-huh. with their programming. And, of course, by the time they realize that they're probably not doing the right thing, it's too late, you know, or they get, they get out of the war and they come back home damaged and psychologically meshed and messed up, you know. I mean, there's so much that can happen with that, if you ask me. But, yeah, this is a bad cycle. It's just uh, it's, it, there are other ways to do things. And, and the whole idea behind controlling and manipulating and not honoring freedom is such a big deal. I, I just can't understand why people have to snuff out of everybody's light, when they can't just coexist and can't just evolve and, I just, it just never really registers to me why people are like that i just don't get it
2: well it is frightening and and it it you know most people just want to you know they, they want to have their job they want to have their family they want to live a good a good life um mm-hmm. and but but we're at a time where that's just not enough it's not going to work
3: No, Um, we're not living, we're existing. I I don't think anybody's really living anymore except the 1% or people who are super wealthy. And even them, they're living a program. They're not really living per se. They just think they are. But that's my point. It's like, yeah, just happiness, looking up at the stars. That's what I need. the magic of life, you know, absorbing energy from the cosmos or the trees or nature or animals. All those things, they're trying Uh to suffocate every single bit of it. Right down to engineering the weather patterns and and, and, and then the whole skies. I love the sun. You know, I, I meditate with the sun. And it's a big deal for me to have them block it like that. I'm not the only one, you know. Obviously, other people probably know. But it's, it's like, you know, what, what's going on here? We could have had a beautiful sunny day, blue skies, and they're just poisoning it. And under the guise of this uh, 2030 agenda, in my opinion, we're definitely controlling the weather patterns. So it's a climate accord for sure. But like I said, it's, it's not global warming. It's them trying to create the atmospheric conditions. There's a cause and the effect oh. of what we're seeing right now. It's unbelievable that this is, this is going on.
2: Well, and you know when I when I see I've seen just I've seen two examples of this in the last couple of weeks, and it, it to me it's you know people strive to get a lot of money, and in the last two weeks I've had two two people that I know come into a lot of money, and one would and, and they've never had a lot of money before so and and you know we're talking. Millions here. We're not talking five or ten thousand. We're talking millions. And instead of being happy that they can be out of debt and secure, both of them are struggling and worried about how do they protect their money. And wow. I find oh, I find it fascinating. They never had that mm-hmm. kind of money. They now have the security. They now have it. You know, they are both focused on, I have to protect the money. I have to make sure that I don't lose the money. And I, you know, it's kind of wow. like, well, let's look at this. You never had the money before. You were fine. If you lose it, you lose it. It's, you know, you didn't earn it.
3: You know? mm-hmm. and, Isn't uh, that wild? It, My goodness.
2: But stop about, think about it. you know if you suddenly got say say fifteen or twenty million dollars. Now would be
3: happy as a clam.
2: I I would be too, and and you know I'd pay off all my debts and I'd make sure some of my friends mm-hmm. paid off their debts and you know I, I, it would be. But am I going to be worried about not having it? I oh. I was happy without it you know but so mm-hmm. many people. When when they get to that place where, where they suddenly have money that they never had before, the only thing they're worried about is protecting it so nobody takes it away from
3: them.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah.
3: And, and happily, I don't have that problem. <laughs> no, I don't either. I don't think I'll get it in this timeline. Um, but, yeah, but I'd buy an island or something. I'd have a good old time with that. Start my own space program, oh. Sure. <laughs> that would be on the top of the list. Move over, Musk. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's great. No, you know, they, I mean, yeah, people get paranoid. They get strange. They do. They do. And and it's it's kind of
2: like, well, for Pete's sakes, you know, um, spend it well and enjoy it. And, you know, don't worry about tomorrow because, you know, the only thing we're guaranteed is right now. Mm-hmm. Can't do exactly. a thing about the past. The future may never happen. So right now is all you've got. So make it the best you can make it.
3: Mhm. Great advice. I agree. Yeah. No, love is important. Moments are precious. You know, everything oh, is geez. so precious. Yeah. Life is precious. I'm telling you point blank. And I've always been like that. It's not like I just changed as I get older in the illusion of aging. No, I've always been that we I've always appreciated <laughs> everything. Love, relationships, happiness, people. The right people. I mean the people that I had a connection to. And my animals, you uh-huh. know, I, I just that to me is sacred, you know. Those moments don't come again. They just don't come again. So no. yeah, it's unfortunate. People aren't thinking too. We were just talking about this the other day. It's like they have impulses. They're not. They're acting under impulse, but not under thinking. So they're not really backing up, backing it up, and thinking about anything. They're just kind of reacting. I there's more and more uh, acceleration in crime. You were talking about that too. The anger, the rage, the excitement. It's almost like molecules in a microwave. Or maybe that has something to do with the transmissions and the aerial warfare. But there's definitely a change in, in behavioral patterns of people. I've noticed.
2: Well, you know, we haven't we haven't even touched the fact that that there is a secret space program out there. There are several of them out there, and there is a war going on out there in the universe. It's not like it's all peace and lollipops. It's not all, you know, federation this and federation that. I mean, there there are we 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 easily can be getting some sort of um energetic uh energetic blows or or overwhelms from from cosmically what's going out so very near to us in in space that that our people are a part of. And and I think because we there the, there are humans that are in, in many of those spaceships and stuff, their links are back here on Earth and, and you know, if they sign up for a twenty and out, they get memories wiped and stuff like that and put back in into their their place here on the earth plane, but the reality is the energetic is out there. There's an energetic of war out there. It's not like it's, not like it's the most peaceful place in the world and, you know, you, you can float around and make friends. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there that's going on. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think we're getting, it, it's, it's raining down upon us that aspect of right. it as well.
3: Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of stuff in the cosmos. but I'm seeing more is uh, some of the things that are happening when it comes down to the illusion of the solar system, I should say, but a lot of the changing connected to atmospheric conditions, and you know, I call them celestial bodies, but that's also happening, big changes on frequency on a universal scale. I mean, you can kind of even omit all the other stuff and just look at the elements of energy and how it's almost redefining each celestial body, and Earth is in the way, Earth is next, or the illusion of Earth, I should say. I would say the illusion of because there's so many different names and this, this world has been terraformed so many times over. But I see that. I mean, I see parallel blue through realities. I see a lot of things going on as we are starvings and, and that there's always a war and an attack associated with free will and honoring the free will, which comes from the stars. I mean, it doesn't, if you want to say it comes from God, I, we're co-creators, in my opinion. So we are an extension of the source, and we have the capabilities. We have that uh, ability that's free will-oriented. So We don't have to sit here and ask for permission to be free. That's foolishness. I, I don't understand that on this world and I never will. But, yeah, I I agree with you. There's a lot of blowback coming in right now, and also the karmic patterning connected to all the misuse of technologies and weapon systems and psychological operations and abuse and torture. I mean, we can go down a checklist. Think about all the things that have happened alone here in this world or on this world for centuries that are now probably coming into where they're bubbling up, and it has to be blown out. It has to be cleared or transmuted. That's true.
2: And and you know you sit back and you and you take a look at all that and um, karmically speaking, I mean humanity has, in my opinion, screwed up. Um, oh yeah. I I, I, I I know that 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 if we looked at at the cycle of the root races and stuff like that, we're in the Aryan root race. That's the most materialistic of them all. That's the that's the most um, down to earth you know with very little spiritual input at all and and that that this particular root race will take us towards destruction and and to a time where teachers or wise people from another dimension will come in and take the survivors and educate them to be able to grow and evolve and. You know, move into a golden age of some sort, but so we're at the very bottom of the barrel? And you mm-hmm. know it, you know I have, I have a good friend who says, "Well, Jesus is going to come riding in on this white horse and save us all." And you know, I just look at her and it's like, "Don't think so." Um, first of all, whose side would he be on? And second of all, who would listen to him?
3: They they wouldn't listen. But, you know, there are aspects of that divine energy, too. You know, the whole idea about praying for someone to help you when you have the ability to do it yourself, kind of like those ruby slippers again. Once again, you know, you have the ability. We do Uh have a great ability to do miraculous things. You know, when you talk about, um, even I talk about intercepts or the idea behind taking a certain percentage of beings off-world, I think of the moon as, you know, kind of an intercept or a lifeboat lifeboat sometimes. (laughs) Wouldn't it make a great uh-huh. lifeboat, um, you know, or an arc of some kind? But that's that's speculation. But you know, the idea behind, you know, what what can we get? What could be the next jump point as close proximity to get out of here? That would be one of them. As uh, far as just trying to get out. Well, I it'll think, all work out. You know, I do believe it will. But we are in a strange world right now. We're in a really strange space time.
2: Oh, we are there there's just there's absolutely no doubt about it and and it, it it we're we're on a downward slope and you know we're picking up momentum now our, once we get to the bottom we'll start climbing again but um you know i we we have like 17,000 years before the next mass destruction hits us so we we've got a long way to go and it just seems to me that that you know, uh, humanity could change. Humanity could move in different directions. And when you look at—I um, don't even watch the news anymore. I don't—I don't watch any of those programs that have any political anything to them, because they're—they're mm-hmm. they're, they're mostly lies. And the people oh, yeah. that are talking, the people that are—that are you know handing out the information—they don't realize they're lies. They think it's the truth, and. Mm-hmm. And because they're not quote unquote quote, reporters anymore, they are more um, you know they're they're anchors they're anchor people they're not reporters they just read the news they don't report mm-hmm. the news so but it's like, it's you know, like
3: um, propaganda I'd like to say but yeah yeah yeah, I mean, they yeah. Really and, and they do what they're told unfortunately. This is what I mean by complying with a program that's not effective or maybe even defective. People have to start to think. Like, read a book, and then we're doing an analysis with Manly P. Hall. You know, right or wrong, we're, we're looking at it. Um, these people get uh-huh. information, whether it's the news or anything else. Don't so they look at their information and say, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right? Don't you proof your data? Or, I mean, I don't understand that aspect, and I, I understand the politics involved. And that's why I don't watch it either. I don't pay attention to it. Uh, but I do pay attention to the situation awareness of my own antenna, what I pick up on.
2: Oh yeah. And 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 the reality is that that there's so there's so much going they they're intentionally flooding the market with stuff that isn't true. So what is true can't get through. Mm-hmm. And and it's very hard to find the um the, the material that has a ring of truth to it. So it's kind of like, you know, how do we do this? How do we just get the truth, how do we find the truth and and um and then report it so
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know i i mean i I can play i doubt it with just about everything that's being said on every news broadcast i mean mm-hmm. oh, i yeah. i i mean there are i mean they're all speaking out of turn and you know, like you gotta, you gotta kill this. Letter, you've gotta take out this leader, or take out that leader, or, mm-hmm. or, or the group, the 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 party doesn't like this person, so that they're going to put him out of the way or get him out of the way. I mean, we're at a place here where people are 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 in very veiled terms, and not thickly veiled either. They're talking about killing people.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Exactly. And,
2: and they're. They're doing it so casually. It's almost as though, don't you realize you're thinking about taking a human life and, and a human life that probably has a family and and children and, you know, they they may be a creep, but they still have children.
3: Yeah, well, who How gives them you... the right to be God? I mean, the illusion of, right? That's what it boils down to. And, and I don't want to say the, the pee match, the pissing match, but it is. I mean, it's like they just want to sit there and prop themselves up. You want to talk about you know there' feathers out there like roosters. I mean, it's always about the ego with these guys, so, even the women, yeah. so yeah, it's unfortunate, but they don't they don't have the right to do what they're doing i mean they they take the authority, a lot of them are public servants they're they're literally supposed to be working for us uh, and they they haven't honored that at all, they don't honor a whole lot, so it's very corrupt, unfortunately
2: i you know my grandfather was in politics and and you know we're talking like a hundred years ago and mm-hmm. i have a i have a feeling that he would be so outraged by what has happened with politics um it, you know if somebody is in politics i i tend to i don't care how good they look i can i tend to mistrust them because i know that they yeah. have to have backing in order to be in office and in order to get the backing they have to give favors and in giving the favors they're corrupting their integrity
3: mhm i agree yeah. You know, it's a game. It's like that club again. But nobody wants to yeah. be part of that club. You know, they seem to think that it's just a bad scene. It's almost like selling your life away at the crossroads, you know. There's something wrong with it. Oh, yeah. it's, it's somehow some way it may seem appealing and glamorous, but somehow some way it goes down a very dark spiral. Yeah, and yet and yet, you know, the
2: the the, the money that the people have that belong to those clubs is just Outrageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, looking, yeah. they're not feeling anything. At, yeah. No, no. And I, I'm looking at the Bohemian Club now. How that club has mm-hmm. has survived for this long um, is is definitely a testimony to what money can buy. Because mm-hmm. nobody's nobody's gotten in there. Nobody has seen what's going on. They just know the people that go there and and their importance and how they are the movers and the groovers type stuff. Um, same with the Bilderberg Group. Same with mm-hmm. you know any any of these large corporate things. Um, they they just don't give you a chance. And and those yeah. of us that are that are struggling. I mean I I definitely I, I kid around with Jeannie, my friend, um, that I used to be lower middle class. Now I'm upper lower class because there is no more middle class. It's gone. Right.
3: It's poverty now. You have to be – well, even yeah. ever middle class went to middle class to lower, basically almost poverty. This past two years, a great sabotage took place. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Everybody – not everybody, but quite a few people. Yeah, so good. So, any these people that are there, the one percenters that are trying to control all this stuff, they're not the first contact. They're not extraterrestrials. I mean, they're just people with a lot of money, and most of the time criminal backgrounds. I mean, it's a big club of mafia-oriented tactics, oh, in my yeah. opinion. So, you're dealing with that level of corruption – the illusion and delusion of power, which is a very dangerous pe- place to navigate on, because it's, it's not tangible, but they think it is. It's very fragile, actually. But they're nothing. I mean, they're really nothing. I think once they realize people are very intelligent, not everybody, but once they realize the gnosis of people and their capabilities, it becomes a threat. It becomes a threat because they want to be king of the hill for everything. They want to buy the world, own the world. They want to own everything, the moon, you name it. It's greed beyond greed. I mean, you talk about people who are obsessed with power. My goodness.
2: It, it is, and it's frightening. And, and yeah, it's just like not ascended at all. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, and you know, you think of people that that you would have said were at least teachers here, and and Mother Teresa comes to mind. So does Gandhi, um, and you know, then then you go back in history and you you pick up Buddha and and all of those guys. But the people that that have the most wisdom and gnosis and are able to teach, um are also the poorest. mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, of and yet, there, Yeah. And you and yet we look to the rich to be our leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, now that doesn't make sense.
3: No, it doesn't. I don't I don't look to them. I never thought they were very impressive. I, I, even when I was younger, I never paid attention to that whole scene. Like even the people in Hollywood, how they, you know, people idolize people and they lose the fame and power. I never idolized anybody. I just treated them the same way I would want to be treated. I didn't think they were anything mm-hmm. special, but there's that strange that goes on, you know. It's, they want to emulate these people, and these people are like, you don't want to emulate them, really. So. No, I it's just have to do with am. spirit.
2: Well, what people are emulating is is the the um, archetype they're representing, not actually the person who is doing is the focus um, mm-hmm. so So they've achieved a certain amount of recognition and you relate it to an archetype, and the archetype you know. In many cases, especially with actors and actresses, it's a role they have pl- played that touched you greatly, not how they're actually living their lives. Because, you know, most of those people are, they've got weird lives. They they really are, mm-hmm. um,
3: they're strange. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, um, yeah.
3: Program, no doubt. More than yeah. like the handlers and all kinds of strange drama the weirdest drama you could possibly think of, more than likely, you know, that kind of weird going on. I, I would think so. But, you know, when you, where you have massive
2: money, you have massive abuse, and you have massive
3: mm-hmm.
2: corruption. I mean, it just it, – it, and yet you've got people like, like um, Bill Gates and all of those guys that appear to be trying to help humanity, but in reality are not. No,
3: of course not. It's it's, uh, it's very strange. Like, he's the one that wanted to dim the skies, and I don't know what he has against the sun, but I'm kind of annoyed with that, so. <laughs> it doesn't work for me, you know? I, I like the sun. I love the sun. So, yeah, it's very weird, but, yeah, they, they get really crazy. I mean, they get kind of dysfunctional. Not as I think they were ever dysfunctional to begin with. I think that it's under the guise. They put a persona on. People believe the persona, just like a good actor, but in the end, it's like they're not good people, and you don't want to be around them. So I think that's what it boils down to. These politicians are toxic. I mean, I can't be around that. I mean, there was a side of me that would always say, "Well, I wouldn't. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in politics." But part of me would like to change some of the things in politics. But I would never be able to do that because I don't like that toxicity. I don't like the behavior and the programming and the deception and the lying to people's faces. I just like you know, there's no integrity there. Too much corruption. No. It's got to go. Terrible. Well. It, it,
2: you're right, it has to go, and it's just, how do you get rid of it? How do you get rid of it when it's so ingrained within, I mean, first of all, you got Supreme Court judges with, not only do they have their um, their job for life, but they also have mm-hmm. their paycheck for life if they retire. See, I don't and think that's they fair make, at all. They they make I think over two hundred thousand dollars a year.
3: Yeah, to do nothing, sit there and whine. Yeah, and and project their negativity on everybody else. No, I think the whole system's so corrupted and so dysfunctional. It really just needs to go. To be honest with you, I think we've had this discussion before. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve themselves. At some point, they're going to realize it's not even healthy for them. It's really just the whole thing. I'm talking globally too. It's a mess. So maybe the great reset is really just about. Eliminating all that on a global scale. And if they keep pursuing this war, it might go that way.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, sooner or later, somebody is going to drop a nuclear bomb.
3: Or even worse, but yeah.
2: Everybody run out and get your iodine tablets. Um, Yeah, I have
3: a liquid one that's really nice, too. Go
2: ahead. ahead. um, Many years ago, there was was a, a... TV show called Soul Survivor and mm-hmm. it it's, it spoke of um, whenever there's a State of the Union message, everybody has to be there, you know, all of the Congress, all of the Senate, Supreme Court justices, uh, the cabinet, everybody has to be there, and they they leave one person out of the cabinet just in case something happens and There's a wipeout of all of that, and in this in this particular show, there are bombs set, and it wipes out everybody. And so the sole survivor has to start put the government back together. And it was a fabulous, fabulous show. It it was, Mm. I think it was two seasons, if not three, and um, it was spectacular how he he put the government back together, and he did it. From a he was he was the low man on the totem pole as far as the cabinet went, and he just put it together more simply, and it really worked. And he did mm-hmm. it as an independent, so he was neither party, and mm-hmm. it 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 really looked like it was working well. And then of course they took it off the air. So oh,
3: you know, and, I didn't
2: see he, that one. Oh, it's. So worth watching. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can get well, it on YouTube it. or something. It's a uh, solo well, the underground bunkers,
3: you know. Okay, I'll look back for it. But they have yeah, underground yeah, bunkers. You know, these guys aren't going to sweat bullets. I mean, if they do have a launch sequence, these guys are protected. It's, it's us. It's the people here walking around. Unless you have your own underground area, uh, that we're the ones that are going to be suffering the consequences of the collateral oh, yeah. damage. But yeah, they're they're fine. I mean, they're all taken care of.
2: That's only if they have warning. They didn't have warning. True. These were just bombs set that were in at at the Capitol, So and they they totally wiped out everybody.
3: Mm, wow. It was yeah, really a cool show. That mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, you know, I think. But you know, it's like everything's at a it's at a tipping point right now. So a lot of weird going on. I think anything can happen. Quite honestly. Well, I I
2: know that our system doesn't work. And I mm-hmm. don't know how to make it work because the corruption goes so deep. So okay. I, I don't know if it's if it's possible to um, to make the changes that are needful to to pull the 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 the, the government, the people into again a we the people. You know, I mean, it, it's uh, it's so divided. That you know, that people aren't working together anymore. There is no across the aisle. There is no, you know, what's good for the people. They they put their bills up and they throw such garbage in them, that mm-hmm. that huge huge amounts of money go for the stupidest things in the world, and you know you you do begin to wonder where are these people coming from? What are they thinking? That right. that. Um, you know, the, the, co- the country is, is being invaded by people who are running away from other forms of government. And they're, they're uh, I mean, people are coming in at the southern border from Lithuania,
3: from Ukraine, from everywhere. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, just... Russia, even Russia. Yeah. it's amazing <laughs> so, to watch this influx. I don't think this is a, spa- a safe space for them in a sense of we're very vulnerable on, on a planetary scale in the illusion of with Earth changes like you were describing. I don't think this is a good place. South America would have been better, to be honest. Costa Rica, or closer to the equator, in my opinion.
2: No, you're absolutely right. It would have been. But, you know, they don't have the streets paved with gold like we do
3: here. Or the illusion Um, of that, right? Yes. Where's that gold street? I want to see that. Yeah, you're not alone.
2: I think it's it's with... um, Oh, gosh. It's with Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, that, that uh, yellow brick road. Uh, yeah. But, but I, you know, how do you – you can't turn away people
3: who are running for their lives. So what do no, you do? No, but they're going to be – right, I get it. But at the same time, we're getting a lot of criminal activity. And as we probably – I don't know if we touched on this, but the spiking of crime, this, this whole border thing has been going on. We, we're getting very dangerous. It's getting very dangerous out there just in the daytime, just for everyone. And that is negligence. That's complete neg- neg- negligence when you're not securing your perimeter like that. So I don't know. It doesn't look very very good. But the whole idea behind good behavior is really being high, highly spiritual, in my opinion. Because when you're advanced in consciousness uh-huh. and you're spiritual, you don't, you don't behave that way. And this is my point. That's why spirituality is such a big deal, because your, your gnosis is evolved and ascended enough not to engage in those things. But these people are just operating as entities. They're not, there's nobody driving the ship. I mean, it's crazy, and yet they're they're out there running running rogue and making ir- irrational decisions. And yeah, I mean, I just look at it from a parallax view, but it's you know, it's just like wow,
2: <laughs> no good. Well, they're 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 um they're murdering, they're stealing, they're they're being dumped in cities at night, and s- mm-hmm. told. You know, here here you are, welcome home, and and they have nowhere to go. I mean I'm sure the yep. majority of them want to work and want to have a good life. But but it's hard to have a good life these days because there's you know and and yes we have we have tons and tons and tons of jobs that our own people won't take that these people will. But in mm-hmm. essence isn't that creating a slave class again?
3: You bet. That's what I kept saying. It's the new plantation. No offense to anybody. It's not about color. It's about enslavement. And, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I think that's one of the reasons they wanted that border open. But I think they're creating a monster out of control. And, and it's obvious to me. I mean, it's, I monitor a lot of things. I, I don't get obsessed with it, but I watch the crime spikes. And, you know, it's not going to get any better. And then that's nothing compared to with the bigger scenery with this whole, you know, potential strike against the U.S. or vice versa. I mean, it's, just, it's ever it's really, really ramped up really ramped up it's taking away from our spirit you know it's taking away from our essence and the holy grail like we were we kind of diverted (laughs) but but the grail of light you know that that grail of truth is being swept away by what they want to do they want to control a narrative and write down to an outcome so their behavioral patterns when we're looking at higher consciousness and 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 advanced technologies on a higher level of our divinity we're not looking in their realm we don't want to be part of the realm i can speak for myself but I don't. I don't want to engage with these people anymore. I want to go to this field of where everything is smooth. I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. So I think most people really don't need to do it either. I mean, the animals are also suffering because they're kind of swept along for the ride. And they didn't do anything wrong. Oh yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah,
2: it's it's, it's going to be a very um, unusual time. Uh, you know, in in a way, it's fascinating to watch. In another way, mm-hmm. it's scary and 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 you know you, you, you sit back and it's like okay so is there anything i can do is there anything i can do to make things better and there's not um so you know you hit you hit those people that you touch you you touch people's lives those people whose lives you touch and your family and your friends and you put it out there that way but but you're you're you're, you're kind of um you, it's sort of like, you know, the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dike. You, you plug mm-hmm. one hole and then three more open up, and you get to the point where you have more than, than ten holes, and, you know, you're overwhelmed by it because right. the, the powers that be, the, the people that are trying to, I know they're trying to initiate a one-world government, but humanity isn't to a point where they will fold into it. They will mm-hmm. fight it. I oh, mean, yeah. There, a I ta- think so, too. The, the, the time will come when humanity will think that this is perfect, this is right, and this is a good thing, but nobody's going to think that now. So the, the one-world government people had best don't beneath ground again and wait for a mm-hmm. better opportunity because this is not it. Um, I agree. I mean, the people the, we have too many people who are militia-oriented in this country. They'll fight back. Um, they, mm-hmm. they, you know. I, I'm sorry, even military on a military, global scale, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We are not. We are not a, a people, a species, that will um, fold into a one world anything.
3: One right. world language. One world. You. Know. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. That's what I'm no, like. No, I, think... I, I'm all for good order. I like order out of chaos. I really do. But I don't go for enslavement or poverty or abuse, whether it's psychological, physical, mental, whatever they're trying to do. You know, they're not anybody's parents, okay? They're not mama. They're not daddy. They're not God. Just, this has got to stop. This, this, just because you have the money to pull it off doesn't mean you should, right? Isn't that really what it boils well, down to? I, I think
2: that, you know, even if you think you have, you know, all, all the cards are in your basket, you know, your basket's got a hole in it right now. Um, that's right. It won't it won't work now. Dictatorship won't work now. It just mm-hmm. won't. I agree. So yeah. so um but the day will come. The day will come when humanity will flow into it and be grateful for it. This is not that day.
3: I agree. And Yeah. Well just keep you your know, cosmic and- surfboard out, you know. Don't get on the Titanic. I think it feels like the Titanic. You know, they're always setting out the signal SOS, SOS. <laughs> And nobody's listening, you, and the ship's going down.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you, know. You, you know, on the on the 14th, I think, 14th mm-hmm. of this month, is the 140th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic.
3: Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. I've had visions of that ship before. I know everybody has, because we can dial into it. But I think I told you that story, didn't I, Erno? It was vile. No. Yeah, I was watching it as a teenager, and uh, there was a show on, and they were, they were interviewing a woman who had one of the survivors of the Titanic. This was a long time ago. But I remember I was just listening to her, and all of a sudden the room started to change, and the vibration started to change, and I heard the propulsion of the ship, and I started, like, phasing into that. And I got very scared, and I ran outside the door and put my head against the door um, on the outside of the – of uh, outside, because I ran outside, and I had my head on the outside of the door, but we just painted it, and I had paint on my – my hair and everything oh, came up and asked me are you all right and, and it brought me back because I literally went there and I was like I don't want that I don't want to see that again so that was when I was young and didn't control a lot of my energy psychically uh-huh. I could dial into people and just by her voice I mean it was just like really interesting but I remember that so yeah I know everybody has this thing with the Titanic I think it's part of the collective you know we always kind of you know some people think they were there I, I don't care for that at all because I, I can see too much. That. So I back away from it. At least back in the day I did. Yeah. I was young though. I was only like yeah. thirteen years old maybe. I was very young. Well wait, it it
2: it, it was over a hundred years ago.
3: That it sank. Mm-hmm. Well there was a survivor on there because I remember somebody interviewing a lady who was a survivor of the Titanic. Maybe she was a baby oh, yeah. or something. Well,
2: yeah, there there were there were definitely survivors. Well. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, well, I know. Video. I know. You can find
2: them on video. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I've got um Charlie Pellegrino on the on the show on the 14th for the anniversary. And he's been he's been down to the ship in the in the submersible. And oh, nice. and seen what the ship looks like, you know, now. And uh it's uh, he's written like three books on the whole thing. It's really quite fascinating. But um, really cool. there's there's actually a a really good new show on it's on I believe the History Channel, it's called I Was There. Um long long ago long long, long ago when T V started they had a show called You Were There and what they did was they took you with a reporter and put you into things in history that had happened and you know you were kind of talking to the people that were there present like one of the ones i remember was the assassination of lincoln
3: and oh, wow. this
2: this new show called i was there goes what i like about it is is they investigate um major events but they bring up new material that that you know that hadn't been out there, so that, so that they're giving you new material about ancient, uh, ancient things that have happened or, or things in history, and, and that they have new information on them, like when the Titanic hit the iceberg and they came to a full stop, the captain then had them go ahead half speed, which, which, um, which made the sinking happen faster. Hmm. So, there were and, and there were a lot of other you know things that came out in the show. So the show is very interesting. It's well researched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, sounds neat. Yeah, it, it, they had the Hindenburg on. They had
3: um, oh, oh wow. Gosh. They had Amityville Horror. They did. That's another one that used to yeah. creep me out as a kid. The Hindenburg. <laughs> <and Rave. laughs> yeah,
2: that one, yeah, that was that was quite phenomenal. But, but they give you more information on what happened, which is really kind of exciting mm-hmm. and, and, um, and educational. But it, it, I, I keep thinking back to, um, because I remember when there were no TVs, and then I remember the first TV that came in, the, the box was big, but the screen was, was not much bigger than, oh, a, a tablet. You know, it was that mm-hmm. small. And uh usually the test pattern was there unless of course it was six o'clock or eleven o'clock news. Or, oh right. Yeah. Or there was mm-hmm. or there was a show on. So yes, I'm that. There'll old... be a
3: sign off of the national anthem too and all that, right?
2: Yes. You know, they didn't start yeah. broadcasting twenty four seven until the eighties.
3: Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. Now it's crazy. Now everything's digital craziness. You know, Robert Ballard oh, no. geez, he was the one I met him in person. I don't know if you've ever interviewed him or not. This is a long time ago. But he was uh he was he was one of the first, I think, to discover the Titanic, if I'm not mistaken. In so far as uh sending a little submersible down there. Oh wow. He's still no, around. No, I'm he sure. might.
2: Well, it's just um it's it's another time. It's it's uh a, a moment out of time when when you when you see the stuff laying on the seafloor and
0: um mm-hmm.
2: You see the artifacts that they brought up, uh, phenomenal. Right. And the, the, but but one other thing that was interesting: four of the wealthiest men in the United States were on that, and they died.
3: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or, there's a yeah, lot of a tr- um, mystery around that, shall we say? The ship itself and uh-huh. possible sabotage oriented. And you know, I don't believe in accidents, the illusion of accidents. I think everything has its. There's a pattern to a lot of things, especially with that. I well, find it an you know, interesting the, uh, event. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, the fact that they didn't have enough lifeboats and that the compartments had doors that sealed, but but the overheads weren't sealed, so the water could just mm-hmm. go over the top of the door. So, um, mm-hmm. it was it was definitely um, an elegant, elegant. It, I, I've read the book and I've I've seen a couple of. Well, I've read a couple of books and I've seen of course the the uh the sicking of Titanic, which of course is
0: mm-hmm.
2: classic. And uh, you know, it's, it's again something that, you know, you, you just can't believe something like that happens in this world and I'm sure we'll have more events like that that, that will touch all mm-hmm. of us deeply. But you I know, agree. as we get older Yeah. Unbelievable. Um
3: I hear your chimes in the background by the way.
2: Yes, that that's telling it's me so that pretty. It's close to time. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. I thought it was like your wind chimes. No, that's my clock. Oh um, I love it plays it. Class- beautiful. It plays classical music every hour on the hour. Nice. And uh it, it I wake up to um rites of spring, which is kind of cool. It just
0: mm-hmm. happens very that pretty. way.
2: It, it's very peaceful. It, it's very peaceful. Um, but we're down to like three minutes, so you want to give um, people your shows
3: and where you can be gotten and stuff like that there? Oh, well, certainly. And thank you again. This has been a wonderful episode. I'm glad you're here, and we had a great brainstorm there. Um, thank you very much oh, yeah. for tuning in. Yeah, you can listen to my other radio show, Hyperspace, on K T R at 12 night Eastern time, 9 p.m. Pacific, on, on Friday nights. And then, of course, we even start switching our And that's on Saturday nights, 12 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific. And always a pleasure to connect with you, Barbara. I know we started off with the book. We always kind of go to a different universe, but that's okay.
2: (laughs) It was fantastic. I I guess we have a a jumping off place. That's
3: about it. Well, Um, we're looking at it like, okay, where do we want to go from here? (laughs) I do (laughs) love the grail, and I love King Arthur. I think we pulled the sword first though.
2: Oh, yeah. That that was my favorite Disney cartoon. I could almost lip sync it. Um but I digress. Um I thank you so much for, for your time and your energy and, and you know, we will look forward to another another show, uh, the last Sunday of the month in April. Spring will be Perfect. sprung by then for sure. That's and great. um you know, I, I I thank everybody for uh watching and listening, listening mostly, on uh, Neon Twilight. Uh, having Solaris here on Nightlight is, is you know, one of my high spots for the month. I thoroughly enjoy being able to um, share information with her, and you are always a font of wisdom and information and and, uh, and good humor, too. So I thank well, you for likewise, being are you. here. It's <laughs> an honor. It's an honor. Really and awesome. we will be back at you uh next month and unless of course something spontaneously wonderful happens and we and we throw a show up but we'll let you know just keep watching the the website and uh, if you follow on youtube they'll let you know when a show is happening as well so for for now thank you very much everybody for watching this is neon twilight signing off